Welcome back to Broad and Dimes. It has been a minute and a half. Uh, we have been all very busy professionals in the working world, and uh, we are just getting around to this just in the nick of time. By the time it's released, the NFL draft will be uh, Thursday night, which is going to be, what is it, April 29th. It's going to be April 29th. Um, so we're recording this the night before. Uh, we got a nice show here today. Uh, we got Rob here again. Uh, we Since our last podcast, Rob has officially joined as another member of Broad and Dimes, Six or Saturdays has since gone dark, um, but Rob is contributing I, in many other ways here on Broad and Dimes. I re- the most contribution I made is to the group chat um, and by the Instagram group chat I made today, sending that Furcon Corkmoss thing in there. Um, but I will say, going dark is my fault, considering we recorded an episode three weeks ago, and I realized yesterday that it never uploaded. It's edited and ready to go, and I remember getting a notification that didn't upload, so I have to figure that out. So we had a whole conversation, me and Brendan Farrell, before that whole big stretch of games, and I never officially uploaded it. So hand up, that's on me. We went dark because of me and technical issues. Either way, we, we're glad to have Rob Board. Obviously, he's our meme guy now, um, pretty much. And Mike's here as well. Uh, ben couldn't make it tonight. He he has prior commitments. Um, but again, we were very, uh, very kind of scrambling around for this because it's been a while. Um, John but, has been clamoring for this podcast since no, March Mike has, 9th. Mike has. Mike no, has. John, March 9th, you have a text in the group chat saying, yo, I, I'm really itching to do a pre-draft pod. And... I'm resting this on your shoulders for the seven week layoff. We, 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 we had some, and by we, I mean, I had some people lined up to maybe get on that didn't work. Um, some special guests from different stories, different angles. We'll probably get them on in the future, but right now, no. Um, but today what we're going to talk about real briefly is the Eagles. Obviously uh, we're going to be talking about the move from six to 12. We're going to be talking about things we need. We're talking about if we're going to move back up, because there's a lot of rumors. And finally, we're going to probably do a full first round mock draft just based on Kind of the research Mike has done. Um, Rob and I are just going to contribute some some thoughts uh, to see what some of these teams need because everything's pretty much up in the air. Uh, one thing I do want to make comment on the big story today: Bridgewater was traded from the uh, Carolina Panthers, and he is now a Denver Bronco. So that kind of uh, makes number nine an interesting spot for the Broncos. I was but we'll get into that. that later. Yeah, it was it was for a sixth round pick, so really insignificant, but um, nonetheless news. <clears throat> so I guess we'll start it off. So. For them though, six round pick. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's great value. A solid absolutely, player. especially considering you didn't really. You had Drew Lock, but like, who knows what he can do? Did Drew exactly, Lock get traded, or is he still there? Nice. Nah, he's still, he's still there. there. All right, I'll look at. Well, I guess I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if he'll start or if Bridgewater will start. But anyway, so let's just start get into it. So um, Mike, let's talk about the Eagles. Um, six to twelve. I know it happened a couple weeks ago, but. Big, let me give me give me your gut reaction and then give me the big picture uh, big picture reaction to that. Yeah, so I think you know initially for sure, just like many people in Philadelphia, it was sort of it was a bit of a blow. You know, it's kind of like we were sitting there with the sixth pick, pretty much would have had your choice of receiver there more than likely. Maybe if not your choice, you're definitely getting your second guy or even you know maybe Kyle Pitts if that's where you value him at. Um, it's all about preference, but definitely limited our options at 12. So I think initially, you know, I was a little upset, but, but like you said, big picture thing, 
you know, at 12, there's a pretty decent chance one of these receivers still falls to us. And I think at maybe a cornerback, uh, another option there. Uh, and picking up an additional third or first round pick next year, bringing our total to, to potentially three as long as Wentz, you know, plays for the Colts, really sets you up for a lot of opportunities. Because, you know, you don't know how this year is going to go. You don't know how Jalen Hurts is going to play. You don't know if they're going to commit fully to Jalen Hurts. So, you know, having three first-round picks really leaves you the flexibility. If there's a guy that you really like at the top of the draft next year and you're not sitting there with the availability to get him, you can package some of these picks and get some, you know, someone who can make a real impact for the team, you know, in the present and in the future next year. So we'll see how things go. I kind of think the same way that Mike does. When I first saw it, I hated it. And then the report came out that it was basically they were I, they were thinking about trading up for uh, Zach Wilson. They were trying to trade up to three, but they ended up basically figuring out Zach Wilson's going at two, um, and that that wasn't really an option. So they traded back, which I hated at first. Then when I heard that, it was kind of Zach Wilson was the guy, uh, at least in their eyes. And when they found out they couldn't get him, I ended up loving trading back. And for all the reasons that Mike explained is – I think you can go a lot of different ways in this draft at 12. And then you have so much optionality next year where, like Mike said, you have three first round picks in all likelihood. And you can do so much with that where if Hertz is the guy, you can get a lot of pieces in the first round with those three picks. Or if you find out that Hertz isn't, you can go a different way and package them to trade up uh, if there's somebody that you like um, at the top of the draft. So uh, yeah, I, after finding out the, the potential Zach Wilson, um, going at two and if that's true that, that he was their guy then um i love the, the trade back yeah i mean i think that like the uncertainty of the team in general because <clears throat> i think i like and I, I talked to my brother about this and i brought this part up right it's or i talked to some of my friends too so i i, I look at every draft and every sport and mostly football and basketball pretty much because hockey and, and baseball have like different styles of draft but basically if you think about it right like the number one pick is typically never in doubt, you know, or, or you have a slew of guys that you're like, okay, these guys are going to be the number one pick. Number two is going to be whoever doesn't get taken out number one, typically. Number three, you're also getting pretty good value. Four and five is where you're kind of a toss-up where you're like, I'm really high up here and I can get kind of anyone I want, but am I reaching too far? And then six is where you get like this weird, like in the middle where it's like, this guy is kind of a star. This guy is kind of, could be kind of like an okay player, but I'm at six. Like, what do I do? And that's kind of like when we did the NBA mock draft, like we were talking about, it. it's like Edwards, Wiseman, Lamelo ball, clearly one, two, and three, anywhere you put it, but then four and five, you went, eh, who knows? Right. Then six was where we were like, Hmm, not sure what's going to happen. Also, to be fair, we want to say that our NBA mock draft did not go anywhere as planned except for 21, which was Tyrese Maxey. But the point being, I think moving back from six was good. Gaining that extra pick, also extremely good. Also, we can potentially still move up in this draft because, um, to be honest with you, I think Zach Ertz is pretty much – I think he's played his last snap in Philly. There's a lot of reports saying that he's going to be traded by draft night or at the end of draft night. So um, I could see that happening as well, which is – I mean. Personally, that's sad, but uh, I think it's time to go. I also mentioned to Mike that I think that we should start fielding kind of offers on on Brendan Graham and looking at Fletcher Cox potentially moving. Just because I not that I don't like them, they've they've been extremely productive. But I mean, it's getting to that age point where if you're holding on to them for too long, 
they lose their value, but right now they both have incredibly high value. But then do we want to go to a rebuilding phase? No idea, but yeah, I agree with you guys. It's, it's good. Um, it's good to move back and we'll see what happens, but uh, all right, let's talk about, I guess, biggest needs. Um, I know Mike and I've talked about this before, but um, are, are we more receiver focused or do we want to be more defensively focused just because we still don't have a linebacking core except for that one guy we got from uh, the Vikings. So thoughts on that. Yeah. So first of all, just to comment on the, on Eric Wilson, who we got from the Vikings, I think that was a great pickup, very good value, you know, didn't have to spend a ton of money, which, you know, this team obviously hates to spend money on linebackers. So they got their value. They got a guy who, you know, is a hundred tackle guy to pair with Alex Singleton, who also last year was a hundred tackle guy. So, you know, it seems like he at least has some sort of future on this team. So I'm feeling a little bit better about the linebacking core, but I definitely would still like to get, you know, probably a middle linebacker. I think both of those dudes are really more of an off-ball linebacker, which in the way that our defense has played over the most recent years is, you know, really a pass coverage guy, outside linebacker, and then two run stoppers. So, you know, we have two guys. We need a third still. I'd like to see us go second, maybe third round uh, linebacker, depending on who's available. You know, it really depends what kind of value is there. I think this linebacking core is really good, not just at the top with Micah Parsons. There's a lot of really good guys in that second and third round um, who played for some big schools and put up big numbers. So I think you can trust a lot of those guys. Um, In terms of the first round pick, I think it's got, in my opinion, it's got to be receiver. Um, If none of them are available, then you got to go corner. But if Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, or Jamar Chase, which is incredibly unlikely, are available – then you gotta you gotta jump all over that. I am very anti-receiver for a lot of reasons. I know we need receivers. I think my favorite receiver all year, aka college football playoff since then, um, was Smith. I thought I think he's the guy. I know there's a lot to talk about him now, but when it comes down to it, this team is not I, I don't see the value in a receiver for this team. I really don't. I think you have to go defense. I just think you have to build the defense, build it out. I, I again, I understand the need for a wide receiver, but man, we could really use a linebacker or corner. Yep. But so my thing is, is like, you're talking about linebackers, right? The only guy you could go at 12 and even slightly justify it's Micah Parsons, right? Well, that's the guy that I'm eyeing. I have the narrowest of scopes on him. Yeah, I mean, I, like we were we were talking about this, right, Mike? And it's like I think like this kind of goes to the trade too, right? Like of being in that middle tier. Like we, we don't like need a quarterback necessarily. Like I, I'm again, I'm not I'm not like completely on the Hertz train, but I don't hate the guy. I also like don't think that the Kyle Pitts thing made any sense for us either. Although I did mention that you could convert him to a wide receiver, and I really do think that he could be a really good wide receiver. Um, you said no, Mike. Then you looked him up, and you're like, "Oh, he's pretty lean." Yeah, I think he's like six six, like two. He's like two thirty or two forty. He's not. He's not huge, you know. Um, yeah. Didn't make any sense. I, I I tend to agree with Mike, where it's like, if one of the three, I, I've talked myself into Jalen Waddle. I think the ankle thing really messed me up in the beginning, and I was like, I don't really want Waddle, but if he's there, I'll take him because he has more talent than pretty much every other receiver on our roster. The one thing I will say is like the only linebacker I want, Rob, is Micah Parsons this high. Um, 
the I mean, other thing. Yeah. yeah, like like I, any other linebacker, if we go with any other linebacker, it will be seen as such a reach at 12. At that point, you should just trade back and try to accumulate as many picks as possible. But I don't even think that's worth it. I'm big on corner, too, because I really do think if you take Avante Maddox and put him in the slot, you might have a better option there rather than have him play on the outside and essentially get cooked all the time because um, I don't think he's bad. I just think that that's not him on the outside just just hasn't worked um, yeah that too i mean i i just think that like th- there's a lot of issues there but i think corner like there's three cornerbacks in this top well two and a half i say half because of the injury concerns with uh with farley is it yeah with farley um but like jc horn seems like a tank Patrick Certain also a tank. Like I, I think those guys to compliment Darius Slay on the other side might help. Um, might help him as well, just because again he got picked on a lot this year because you know he was the only guy in the secondary could be even that could even do anything. But I, I digress on that point. But yeah, I mean I, I don't I disagree with you, Rob, on the whole like anti receiver part. But I get that argument though because it's like I don't know like where are we going right? Like we're not the odds of us well, doing I don't think you're getting any year, better. You know? I don't think. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could get an, an outstanding receiver that becomes a top 10, 15 guy, but at the same time, I don't know how much that makes your team better, the way they're built. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I Just to yeah, make – uh, I looked at McShay and Kuyper's drafts, and they both have defense. Kuyper has uh, the Eagles taking certain, certain um, at number 12, and then Parsons on McShay's board. That those are fine. I just don't want it to be that guy from Michigan that everyone's talking about because I think the last thing this team needs is another D lineman. I couldn't tell you the last time I've watched a Michigan football game. So that's the yeah, point, right? Like, like I, rusher who's like really more more than likely uh, a dude who in a draft that had good edge rushers wouldn't be drafted in the top fifteen. Um, mm-hmm. Just that this this class only has really like three four strong edge rushers and they're both mm. they're, they're like all late first early second pass rushers like yeah. none of them are the joey bosa's or the you know nick bosa the nick bosa and yeah, yeah. None of them are any like, member of the bosa family farrell who like is hasn't even turned out but like you know he was a top top flight prospect none of them are that level of guy um and so it really doesn't make sense at 12 just the value just isn't there no, I completely get that. And I, I think – so I'll, I'll bring up another point for you guys too. So Devontae Smith is falling. Um, Take him. Why do you think – why do you guys think that – no, like this is more of a not an Eagles point, but it's just like – It's, you, mm-hmm. it's just – is it the weight thing or is it the height I think thing, it's or is it a combination? I think it's a weight thing too. I think it's almost exclusively weight. Um, people were like, okay, he measured in like most recently at six foot one sixty six. It doesn't matter that he's not six one and he's six foot. It matters that everyone Wait. was saying, wow, he's really light yeah. at one five, and now he's one sixty six. Um, I I personally don't I don't care about that though. Like I, I don't know. He cooked the SEC, you know. He's like, taken he, big he, hits throughout his college career. It's not like he hmm. never got hit. Like the dude can absorb contact fine. I don't care if he's skinny. Does it like? Does he look like a super traditional receiver? No, but it doesn't really matter. He's so smooth with his route transitions. His cuts are really effective. He knows how to fake out defenders. He uses his head well. 
on his routes to make guys think he's going one way and then he goes the other, the separation he creates is pretty much next to none. And I think – sorry. You're good, but I just – I don't think that there's a guy who's come out in recent years. You know, for instance, like Justin Jefferson, I actually think Devontae Smith has significantly better – route running than Justin Jefferson, who was phenomenal this year. You saw what he did because of his route running ability. I think Devontae Smith is just as good or better than Justin Jefferson was. I mean, the size thing's a little bit different, but I seriously think that he's got that next level of route running. You don't see a lot of guys with that. I I am very high on Devontae Smith, and if he is available, I have no problem with the Eagles taking him. He's the only receiver that I want. Um, again, like John said, I think it's strictly the size thing. Um, but to be honest, if you were to pair him with Rager, I really wouldn't mind it. Mike talked all about his route tree, and I agree with him. I think he's the best route runner in the draft. So if he fell to 12, I would definitely consider him. I don't think he will. That's why I think they'll go defense. But if if he is available, he's the only receiver I would take. I, I will say the only – And I would take I him really... just for value's sake. Yeah, I, I think – like Jamar Chase is the only other receiver. Like, but my thing is, it's like, like we don't have a receiver that's like a dog, you know. Like, like you need a guy that can go get it. And you see the best receivers in the league. You have Hopkins. You have Tyreek Hill. You have these guys that just like go get the ball. And when they get the ball, it's like dangerous. And like as of right now, like we don't have that, which is I think a detriment to any quarterback that comes in. Um, and I'm I've told Mike I'm like I'm tired of thinking about it because it just hurts my head. Just continue to think about like. Who are we throwing the ball to? Like, I love Greg Ward. I love Fulgham. I think they're cool and they're great stories. But, like, let's be honest here. You know, like, this is the NFL. You need to go get guys that can, like, just ball out for you. And um, maybe it's different. Maybe maybe Sirianni is going to be able to bring more to the receiving core. But I kind of agree with you guys. Like, I think the 166 thing, I don't I don't care. Like you're saying, he runs really good routes. He can go get the ball. Um, also, I do want to official, I do want to officially say that um, – if Devontae Smith is an Eagle, I will personally give him as many spring rolls from my restaurant as he needs to bulk up. And this is a plug for the restaurant that maybe people will hear, but Vietnam Cafe, we have food that can get you there. We do it. Enough rice can get you big enough. Um, and enough noodles and enough fr- fried uh, fried spring rolls, pork spring rolls, it'll get you there. So this is my official, yo, if, he's, if he comes to Philly, I got him. I got him with the sprinkles as many as he needs. I would like to officially, unofficially announce uh, I booked my flight today for Memorial Day, so our live pod for whatever first first or second round matchup we have, we will have a live pod from the restaurant. Officially, unofficial. We're unofficially we, official. We, 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 could, we could figure something out on that, but absolutely, like, I am to, visiting to close the off that point. When I'm home. Hey, you can come through with Mike. Mike hasn't had my restaurant in forever. Um, but officially like i just think that that Devontae smith I, the weight thing was just such a stupid and nitpicky thing that it would make sense if he was playing in like the pac 12 or or like any other conference but he literally plays in the sec and that is the best conference in football and that's period and he um won so the heisman correct he won as a receiver which is like extremely difficult to do um Okay, so now what we're going to do is we're just kind of get into the draft board. Uh, we're going to go through an entire first-round draft, um, and the three of us are just kind of make our picks. Uh, Mike is controlling the draft on Pro Football Focus. To be fair, we can't make trades, and we also we can, kind of just – We can make trades. You just can't use players, which makes it really – Oh, we can't use – 
So, okay. So we won't even worry about trades. We're just assuming that this is the order that's going to happen um, because I think the only trade is going to be Zach Ertz and that may or may not net us another first round pick, whether that's in the back end or if we put enough into it, we can get back into the top six or top 10, but that, that remains to be seen. But okay. So we're going to go first on the clock. We're, we're at Jacksonville. So Mike, right, don't make the pick until it. we kind of talk it out, but it's Trevor Lawrence, right? I don't think there's much to talk about. this out of the way. I don't think yeah, there's much that's, to talk about. It's that's easy, and and that, that's like a that's a no brainer. If if you don't think so, you think Trevor Lawrence sucks, you're wrong. So next second pick, we have the the New York Jets. This is where we can kind of get into it a little bit. Let's let Rob take this away because Rob has been clamoring <laughs> for this pick for months. So this started as a joke when I moved out here. I needed to find a West Coast team. Uh, I heard Zach Wilson's name come up in the Heisman conversation preseason. I said, okay, I'm going to see. You know, they, they play games late at night, which is my regular time. I'll start watching them. So I start watching BYU. I am no football analyst, but he completes passes. And I jokingly <laughs> kind of hopped on the bandwagon. And when Wentz started to be terrible, I started my fake Photoshopping to uh, Zach Wilson in an Eagles jersey that made all of my group chats very upset about. But – uh, here we are. Since I hopped on the train, he jumped from a quote-unquote possible first-round pick to a lock at number two. So will he be good? I think there's a 40% chance he's sick and a 60% chance he is worth, he's worse than Josh Rosen. Um, oh, yeah. oh, my so, God. <laughs> yeah, I think he's either going to be Hall of Fame or atrocious. And I don't think there's, there's no medal. No, absolutely okay. not. Uh, yeah, so it's a massive swing, and if you have a forty percent chance of taking a Hall of Famer at number two, you take it. So that's my that's my take. John, you want to say? Yeah. Anything? Oh, off well, that's based off of zero real analysis, by the way. That's just me no, speculating I, with no. No, I, I, I played I center that. for a year in fifth grade. In, in, so, I was gonna say in PE. I know Q, I know QBs. I know QBs. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, I, I think that there's enough kind of noise and trading Darnold to um, to the Panthers. Like, that, there's enough noise to basically say that it's going to be a quarterback, and I think it has to be Zach Wilson at that point. I argue for Justin Fields. I do like Justin Fields, but like, there's there's too much news to negative like that. That's kind of negatively affected him. I don't know why, but there is. But uh, I think somebody's I think also Zach Wilson. I think I I have I have a I have a take on that too by the way. Okay. Um, so I I was yeah just just take Zach Wilson here unless you dif- differ, Mike. Yeah, so I mean I'll just I'll just say quick. I mean this is the biggest thing that you've seen with these dudes who are starting to break out in the NFL recently is arm strength. Like Zach Wilson is that dude who just got an absolute bazooka for an arm. So oh my god, dude, did you see his pro day that one throw on the run? He wrote. Bro- he off his back on the runs to the, to the yeah to the left side and threw it like across time. his body. Um, oh, so the, on the point of leaking news, so now we're at three with the San Francisco 49ers, which their coach Kyle Shanahan had an extremely Kyle Shanahan had an extremely interesting press conference on Sunday where they said, "Do you think is is Jimmy Garoppolo your quarterback? Can you guarantee that?" And he goes, "I I can't guarantee that anyone's going to be alive on Sunday." So. That was interesting, but they're probably going to take a quarterback too. My theory on the leaks. So someone once told me who works in the industry was telling me that when you hear a leak, you got to really think about like, who does this benefit? Um, and Rob, I think that's to your point, right? 
Mm-hmm. Who does that benefit? The the Justin Fields noise of him dropping. It's got like that negative news is coming out of somewhere. And I you're I think you're right. It's a team that really wants him and they're just kind of putting yeah, their crap out there San so he'll drop. You think it's San Fran? No. Well, who's San Fran take, Mike? So, I, I'm indifferent to this pick. I don't San Fran. I don't want to I don't think it, I don't think it should be Mac Fran. Jones. I so I have a take on who it's going to be versus who I think Go it should be. It. it sounds like all signs point to Mac Jones, which will be five times worse than Mr. Trubisky. I don't care <laughs> how big of a guru you are. Mac Jones is going to be the worst quarterback of this draft, worse than uh, bust Zach Wilson. Mac Jones stinks. Felipe Franks. Stinks. He is a career backup. He, Yeah, sure, he might be Chase Daniel or whoever that backup is that's made $500,000 per pass. Whoever that guy is. I forget who he played for the Eagles for a season. But, yeah, that was him. Yeah, but Mac Jones, I have watched zero of Mac Jones, but when you have two wide receivers who are top 10 picks, one won the Heisman, you have – Offensive lineman going in the first round. I could have won the Heisman or been in the conversation at Alabama. <laughs> hey, as currently constructed, could be in the Heisman conversation as the Alabama quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, See, like, apparently Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones and everybody else is saying, hey, man, no, that guy stinks. But well, they're going to go with the coach. Uh, but it, again, if you think about it, though, like what, what Mac Jones – like that, that, that San Fran offense doesn't need like, like would it be nice to have a like a the best quarterback in the league? Absolutely, but like I don't know they they got to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Who who in my opinion just stinks. Like there's no. So, so you're I, saying I, you're I going never, with the safest possible quarterback and saying, hey, he could be like average at best and lead them to a national championship easily. Why can't he do it here? Is that what you think like, their process is? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I think his success, like his success this past year, like I would agree with you. Like I don't think he's that good either. I don't think he's better than I don't think he's a better talent than Fields. I don't think he's a better athlete and talent than Trey Lance. He's I've a second round pick at best. Him. Oh, I don't disagree with that, but I think that him getting up that high, like it's the Alabama effect, which makes sense. And like if you're a prospect, like absolutely go to Alabama because of that. But like. San Fran is basically set up the same way, right? It's it's they need a guy just not that can at least throw the ball. And like, I, I lost respect for Garoppolo. I never thought he was good. I lost respect for him in the Super Bowl when he visibly looked flustered in the second half. And if you're a quarterback, if you want to lead a franchise, you cannot look like a. There's a words I'm not going to use because like this will be posted somewhere, but like you cannot look like that on on the biggest stage of your career. So. I think just going off the narrative, I think it'll be Mac Jones. I think it should be Justin Fields because I do think that like that or, or Trey Lance, because I think that Shanahan could create such an incredibly like different offense around two quarterbacks like Trey Lance and Justin Fields that can run, that can throw the ball, that can command a team. But I think it'll be Mac Jones. And I don't I don't like that. But again, I'm not a, I'm not a 49ers fan, so I don't really care. I'd take Trey Lance. All right. Well, here's all I'll say. Justin Fields is the third best quarterback in this draft class. He might be the second best quarterback in my personal opinion, but he's top three. Okay. Talent, no doubt about it. Trey Lance is better than Mac Jones, but the pick is going to be Mac Jones. And Mm -hmm. I think the reason is, is the 49ers have a lot of guys, a lot of their wide receivers 
are those underneath guys who are really good after the catch. They have Debo Samuel. Last year, they took Brandon Ayuk. Both of those guys are really good at catching screens, catching slants, and going and sprinting after, you know, just just after the catch, making people miss, going for long gains off of short passes. And Mac Jones was the most accurate passer under 10 yards in the entire country last year. I'm not saying that that means he's such a good quarterback, but I think it means that he fits in their system. And I think Kyle Shanahan values that. Um, you know, it's the same thing with, for instance, like when, when Tom Brady was on the Patriots the last few years when people were saying, oh my gosh, look at what a good quarterback Tom Brady is with these short passes and other people were making fun of him for that. doesn't matter. They were winning games. And I think that, you know, Mac Jones can throw the ball accurate enough and within a system, and I don't think he's ever going to go out of his means. I think these other dudes, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, some of these guys who have this immense talent, and even you saw like Carson Wentz did it sometimes, like he would just make these decisions that were just like so ridiculous because he had so much talent that he thought he could make these plays. Mac Jones knows that he, he, like, he has to know that he's not that crazy talented, so he's going to play within himself they're going to go with Mac Jones. Yeah, I think, and also to, to close that point off, right, Shanahan's a young coach. This is about control more than anything, and he's an offensive yep. quote-unquote guru, and you're right. Like, you, you need just a guy that'll just go out there and do what you say. Um, I don't like it, but hey, you know what? That, that is what it is, you know? I, that, my only, I agree with everything Mike said, but the counter to that is, why are you spending your third round pick, your third overall pick on him? Good point. I mean, they could easily. Like you, I mean, you can they, get. They there are guys in that draft. Them. There are guys in. There are guys in the NFL yes. that you can get that can do that for you, for very cheap. I don't know why you're spending a, the third yeah. overall pick on a guy that's going to be a game manager. That's why I don't yeah. understand. People a great game manager, but he's a manager. Like every three years, like every two or three years, someone drafts a game manager quarterback, and I mean, like actually, it literally happened last year. They could. They, they could. Loa is a game manager, like straight up. Is a game manager. It's so. it's Alabama. Oh, yeah. He's an Alabama quarterback. It's the, it's, it's the Alabama effect, is. which is it is what it all is. Right. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Fourth yeah. overall, Atlanta Falcons. This is where the I I don't know where I want to go here. Um, right. So my, my t- a little quick, a little quick. Yeah. Rant. Go ahead. The Falcons should draft a quarterback. Matt Ryan is like thirty six, mm-hmm. um, and their team is not good, evidenced by the fact that they have the fourth overall pick. I don't care if you were to draft a quarterback here and he doesn't start this year. It, like, it does not matter. You need to get a quarterback. And at this point in the draft, you should draft Justin Fields. They will not be drafting Justin yeah. Fields, but they really, really should. Having said that, I think they're probably going to go with another pass catcher for, you know, Matt so Ryan stupid. more than likely. Um it might be Kyle Pitts, honestly, at this point. I thought that Hayden Hurst had a pretty solid year for them last year, but they did lose Austin Hooper, who like led the tight end position in touchdowns like two years ago. He was really good. They might try and get another tight end like that. So I think they're probably going to go Pitts here. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I've I've looked at mock drafts and I've seen Pitts too. I I agree with you, Mike. They should go quarterback. Um, I also think that they could they could use a boost on the line maybe, um, but it's not going to be wide receiver. I don't think they have they have Calvin Ridley, they have I mean Julio maybe if they if they trade him who knows. Well, they actually uh, they also have because they don't have enough money to sign their draft class. 
What yeah. happened? Um, the, the Falcons have like zero money. Like they, they need to drop money fast. And the only way to do that is trade, basically trade Julio. But I'm not like I trading Julio is just like, that's such a, that's a, like that. You want to talk about a dog? That's a dog. Like that's someone I would like, but I digress on I mean, that point. He has like the highest per game receiving average in NFL history by like a pretty wide margin. It's like 97. Yeah. Just as a reference, uh, Kuiper has a trade. He has the Dolphins and Falcons trading with the Dolphins taking pits, but from four to six from four to six, yeah. Hmm. And then they have that's interesting. Falcons taking Lance at six, but and then um, McShay has the Falcons taking pits, like Mike said. But if I'm the Falcons, if you're sitting there at number four, the, the thing that I've say about drafting a quarterback at the top of the draft. If you are not in love with the quarterback, don't take him. Like if you're if you're sitting there at the Falcons at number four and you're you're not in love with anybody that's left after those three picks, don't take quarterback. Trade back. Don't. I, I'm very anti taking a quarterback if you don't love him. I think you go and get the guy if you think he's the guy, and basically ask your front office and coaching staff, are you willing to risk your job on this quarterback? And if not, don't take him. That's kind of how I feel about it. Don't take him unless you love him in the first round or in the top of the draft. That's just kind of my rule of thumb is if you don't love him, don't take him. I think that's a great point, Rob. And, you know, I wasn't really going to talk about trades just because in this situation we can't actually execute Mm -hmm. trades. But I think if there's any team that should think about trading back in this top five, it's the Falcons. Mm -hmm. Like – their their positional needs not match up with the dudes who are most valuable at the top of this class. Um, it's going to be hard for them to trade back and get the true value of the fourth overall pick. There are some quarterback needy teams, most specifically, I would say the Lions probably would really benefit from a quarterback. Um, at this they point, trade the- it, though. I don't they're think they're going to get them. are fine um, unless someone like crazy wants to move up like like the patriots but i don't know what they would but, do. but the patriots don't do that like they they, they don't i don't know I, and they don't they don't they but they the guy, man like like rob they, says, they, guy, if there's a quarterback here that they love why i not? agree with that i could see them yeah, going trey that. lance i would love i wanted trey lance kind of as a joke because he's North Dakota State. Like, I haven't watched a single North Dakota State football game in my life, but I kind of wanted Trey Lance just as a joke. But I, I'm a big fan of small school quarterbacks because I think they have to do more to get in the spotlight than somebody that's from a power five. But that's besides the point. But I think the Patriots, the thing that I've heard about the Patriots is I think after the Super Bowl last year, Bill Belichick seeing Tom Brady win sparked something you saw it in free agency spent the most well, he money spent a ton agency, of money in one day most yeah. money of all time uh in free agency in one season i don't think he's done yet necessarily but yeah i i would not be surprised at all if he went up for a reach and tried to win one in the next two years well, i think he's willing to take the big swing after seeing tom win i, I will say <laughs> when when that day the free agency opened up and they kind of they they rolled out the brinks truck for a couple players mm-hmm. i was with the source i was with somebody and they their exact words were I I've never seen Bill spend this much money, um, and I'm going to leave sources it. at that. Nobody's um, done it because he know, he's ne- he's never done it. But nobody's I think it. I, it's I think it's Pitts. I, I think you're right, Mike. It's Pitts here. Um, that's a talent, and 
but I, I see a trade on here. I do see a pro football focus says that uh, there should be, they need an edge, a corner and a safety, which I don't disagree with, but uh, you got a good pits here. I think to, to really just, I guess, get another weapon. I don't know. All okay. right. So we have fifth. This is the Bengals. O-line. O-line. No question about it. Oh. Have, to go, have to go O-line. Have to. They need to. Yeah. Have well, to. Got they a line. need to draft Panay. They, well, they have that. Yeah. Biggest, most athletic, most agile offensive tackle to come out in a few years. And it's one of the most valuable positions in the league. I seriously think that Panay's 2L is going to be an instant contributor, an absolute monster on the line. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He won. Piper like, has him going. McShay has, McShay has Jamar Chase, which will be cool. But I, you, if you are running a functional organization, there's no way you don't take an alignment. Well, so here's the thing, right? Here's, here's the only thing that you have to consider, in my personal opinion. And that's that Jonah Williams was a first-round pick maybe two years ago this point yeah angles yeah so they need to consider whether or not they're comfortable moving jonah hill from left tackle to right tackle because if you're gonna draft a dude at five like panai suel you cannot make him a right tackle the value like i'm not saying it's not a valuable position but and i realize he's been training on both sides of the ball but you're drafting a left tackle at five, you are drafting your quarterback protector at fifth overall. That's what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that I mean Jonah Williams isn't bad either, right? Like, he's, no, he's not. He's fine. It's just like you're right. Like, you don't want to move a guy around if you're if he's a left tackle, right? Like, keep him at left tackle. I do. I I could see them though, Mike, just taking him and then sticking one of them at right tackle because like, and it's probably sealed because he's been like he's been training for it um just, at the same time i think it's either going to be jamar chase or it's going to be um penai seal and personally yeah, they should go tackle they, they they need to joe burrow got absolutely demolished last year multiple times which led to the injury obviously but like he got lit up so many times and like i remember watching the eagles and Bengals game and thinking this kid is like he's kid. He's like a year younger than me. He's not. I was like he's not gonna have a long career if he keeps getting hit like that. Because like, it wasn't even like he was being stupid and running around like Wentzwood. Like yeah. he was just getting hit in the pocket. Like it, it was nothing he could do. He had like 0.9 seconds to throw the ball. So I, I think it's it's gonna be sealed. But then they got to figure out what they're what they're gonna do. You know. I also just want to make quick mention of the fact that pre coming into the NFL. There was a lot of talk that because Jonah Jonah Williams is not that tall, it's about six three and a half, six four. It's not exactly prototypical tackle size. There was talk of moving him inside, and they don't have great guards. I wouldn't be surprised if he's comfortable on the left side and they go so well if they just slide him in at left guard and they just have an absolute stronghold on that left side of the line. I don't think that that would be stupid either. I think that protection of Joe Burrow needs to be at the absolute top of their list. And it's not like their receivers are bad. Like they, they have decent receivers on their team. Like they obviously still have AJ green. Tyler Boyd's a very, very good receiver. Um, Even Alden Tate is like a, just absolutely huge. You're missing. You're missing our guy. (laughs) They have another receiver, Mike. (laughs) Who are you talking? T Higgins, baby. 
Oh, and T. Yeah, like they, they're they're like they don't need another receiver. They really do not. It, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Panay Suel. I'm sorry. Let's just get it over. Let's just lock it in there. All right, number six, we have the Miami Dolphins. Um, interesting. I think they need to protect the quarterback. Their O line is garbage. Um, I think they just traded for Eric Flowers too. Slater, though. You what? They can't reach this high for Slater. I don't disagree with you, but like they just, tra- I think they just traded for Eric Flowers, who might be the worst NFL player in the NFL. So I gotta let me fact check myself. Hold on, continue your talk. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna say, just they're gonna get Jamar Chase. I mean, I, there was like a report earlier this week that said the Dolphins prefer Jalen Waddle to Jamar Chase. Um, somehow I can't imagine that two years in a row. The team who wants a wide receiver first is like, let's get this speed guy, like the Raiders did last year with Henry Ruggs. With when there was well, Jerry, that was the Raiders and yeah. Justin Jefferson sitting there. Um, I think that that's smoke. I think it's. It, I don't think there's any doubt about it that Jamar Chase is likely the first receiver to come off the board here. Um, and honestly, I think the Dolphins would take Smith over Jalen Waddle too. I mean, they both had that relationship with Tua. Um, but I don't know. I'd go Jamar Chase. The only reason I could see them going with Waddle and the only reason I could see them potentially valuing him more is because Jamar Chase is more like Devontae Parker than Jalen Waddle is. And Devontae Parker is a solid wide receiver. The, the difference between Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker in terms of what they offer your team is so different that maybe the Dolphins want that. Maybe they want that change of speed, that change of pace, when they already think they have a guy who can go up and get it. Having said that, I still think it should be Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think with a young quarterback, a quote-unquote game manager like Tua, uh, you just got to get him some weapons. You got to protect him too, but you're right. Slater's a bit of a reach here at six, um, and you're going to get a receiver here. Honestly, you have, a, you have your pick of the crop. Um, you get the first – in theory, in our in our match draft, you get the first receiver off the board. So, I don't think you go wrong with any of them. I think Waddle is is it's different, um, but I don't see it not being Jamar Chase here. The, the, wow. the only exception being if Tua wants to, if Tua has any say in it, which he might or might not, I don't know. But the Alabama connection could be a thing. Right. But it, it could just be me thing, putting that out there. But also, both Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle said that Mac Jones was way better than Tua, and he might be butthurt now. <laughs> but Tua did throw the game-winning touchdown pass in the National Championship game to Devontae Smith. Just putting that out there, too. Yeah, he did. Um, Jalen got pulled from that game. He, he did. did. He did get pulled did. from that game. That's very sad. Because he couldn't throw at the time, but it's okay. He's uh, kind of fixed it. Uh, now. Any input here? Um, it sounds like it's going to be Smith, barring that trade, that six to four trade between Atlanta and, and Miami. Smith. Uh, that's what Mel Kuyper says. You're putting a lot of stock in Mel Kuyper. Excuse me. That's actually not what Mel Kuyper says. That's what um, Tom McShay says. Tom McShay says. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just that's that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's going to be Jamar Chase. He sounds like he's going to be the top wide receiver taken. You said Devontae Smith, just a second. Well, in my personal opinion, I think Devontae Smith is the best wide receiver in the yeah. draft, but Jamar Chase is going to go first. All right, let's go. You should watch that's him. Why you should, these, you these should watch him, Jamar. 
if you should watch teams, some Jamar Chase video right now. Go watch go watch the highlight reel from teams, last year. John, there's a reason that I have front office ties. I actually don't have any, but they these teams don't know what to do after I stopped going on Twitter and tweeting legitimate facts <laughs> when it comes to these drafts because it seems like every take I touch turns to gold. There's a reason why Jeff Van Gundy got three head coaching interviews after I jokingly tweeted about Jeff Van Gundy okay. should be a head so, coach. So let, let's they listen to me. The, That's all I'll say. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. He's, he's not going to be the best, but he is going to go first. I already took seven, seven, the Lions. I think the Lions, they probably need a receiver. Isn't Galladay gone? I don't think Goff has anyone to throw to. That's just my opinion. I think the receiver has to be it, and I think it'll be Waddle. You don't think that? I don't I don't not think that. My <laughs> the fact that pro football focus is acting like Jared Goff is any sort of solution at quarterback and is not listing quarterback first overall on needs for the Detroit Lions is absolute insanity. Absolutely insane. And you got to think about how weird this quarterback class is stacking up now with Justin Fields and Trey Lance still available at seven. If Detroit doesn't go quarterback, Carolina just traded for Sam Darnold. The the Broncos just traded for Teddy Bridgewater. Like the the Cowboys just uh, brought back Dak Prescott. The, I think the, the I think I think happy with Daniel Jones. Then all we're doing is sitting here at twelve, waiting for Trey Lance or Justin Fields to come to the Eagles and Howie Roseman to say quarterback factory and like draft something that we absolutely don't need and will make me <laughs> absolutely kill myself. Like I cannot stand this the way the one is stacking up. And I don't think we're wrong about anything. This, pad, just, this podcast does not promote self harm. Just FYI, putting that out there too. I'm sorry, that was that was inappropriate. Point is, Howie Roseman really, really has a chance to just absolutely ruin a bunch of people's like days and years. I hope. I think. Uh, I do think, unless he's the puppet master and he's pulling all the strings, and he saw he actually liked, hurts. Uh, um, Fields, fields. He actually liked fields, uh, fields, and he he's the reason behind this sudden drop. He might be pulling all the strings, and we just don't know it. But they just—that's the case. We better trade Jalen Hurts on draft day, obviously. But uh, if you think about the Lions, they did trade for a quarterback on a long-term contract. There is the potential out in two years, but they still have two years of quarterback. Yeah, right. I think so. So, what's the pick then? Um, John, I agree with you. I think they're going to go Waddle. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They, they lost Galladay, right? So they have to go Galladay. I think so. is on the Giants. I'm like ninety percent sure. Yeah, Giants. All right, so Detroit here, or sorry, the Carolina Panthers at eight. I'm assuming that Sam Darnold's taking their quarterback, guy, right? Nope, they're taking no, quarterback. I, I no, I don't. I I'm assuming they're just going to keep Sam Darnold because you don't make that trade anyway. Um, I know. they need to. I don't know. Do you? They would. They gave up like what a third or a second for him. I mean, I these, what they gave up. But. These fraud experts are saying they're going receiver. They're going cornerback. They traded away their starting quarterback, and because they traded for Darnold. Yeah, Darnold yeah, has what like, one year left on a I rookie mean, deal. Exactly on a rookie deal. Yeah, 
And he's exactly. not going to command like any money. Like, you can resign him for dirt cheap. That guy's not worth anything more than my jock strap. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that if you're going to trade away your quarterback and you brought in a guy already in Darnold, I don't think you go quarterback here. But I, I also like don't know. Like, I don't know what else they would go after. Pro football focus because says needs are quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, and corner. I also think that they could go line. They can easily go O-line to try to protect them, which would be Slater, in my opinion. But I don't even know if that's going to Does Pac-12 be. Matt Rule look like he cares about a line? No. Big 12 Never Matt even. Rule. Big 12, and for, and former Big 12. And former Temple quarter coach, don't forget. I have not forgotten one bit. Um. But I, I don't know. But Mike, you, you make the ultimate caller. I could give two dams about the Carolina Panthers. Okay, so there's a few things here about the Panthers, right? They traded for Sam Darnold. I think that they're going to probably keep Sam Darnold. I don't think that they're going to draft a quarterback. Um, they could be tempted by some of these guys. These dudes are very talented, especially Justin Fields. Like this whole him falling down the draft board thing is crazy to me, but it's probably going to keep happening at this point. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback when they just traded for Darnold. Having said that, the way that this this is shaking out, like I think they're probably at this point would be between Devontae Smith or t- taking a reach for a dude like Patrick Certain. Who That's where uh Mick Shea has him going. Who Patrick Certain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good player. He has been a starter on Alabama, at least a significant player since his freshman year. Um, and his, yeah, he's got NFL ties. These dudes who come in and their dad was in the NFL realistically. And this is like, maybe it's just an assumption, but a lot of times they're at least good. Like, just look at like what Anton Winfield jr. Just did like this whole yeah. year. Like, yeah, we, I mean, we, we said that last year too, right? Yeah, if you, if, you, if your dad played in the NFL, take them. They have a, they have like a a forty percent chance of being good, or at least serviceable yeah. in the NFL. That's why that's why we may or may not get to this player later. So like even if it's a slight dra- or slight reach here, I think they're going to go certain just because high value position. He's got the size to be a a lockdown corner, and he's got the willingness to come up and tackle. So I think they're going to go certain. And this is another situation. Like again, like we were just talking about this they now just traded for a quarterback. Like, are they going to draft one too now? Cause like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I feel like the only reason that they would have traded for a quarterback is if they didn't think that any of these guys were worth it. I think they're giving Goff a year the because he has, he has two, he has two, oh, the, oh, my bad. Yeah. They I should mean, draft one. They, I think they, they will. They have, I think they will. They should. What, a quarterback? They don't trade. You don't. You don't trade for Teddy Bridgewater. The most he is the definition of steady Eddie. If you don't have a a backup plan at quarterback, um, I mean, or a future plan at quarterback. You got cornerback is a big deal too. They have Boye now. They have Dante Jackson, and that's pretty much the only name I I really care about on their on their uh, on their cornerback. So yeah, I'll go certain's cool there. Um, let's move on to nine. We're getting through this kind of slowly, but Denver Broncos. Um, I mean, they just took Petty Bridgewater. So quarterback. Uh, no, I'm Denver. You want Denver? They just traded for Bridgewater. Who's steady. Yes. Eddie. They have, they exactly. have Drew Lockerty who they took in the first round. 
They wouldn't have traded like for Teddy Bridgewater if they were high. They would not have traded for Teddy Bridgewater if they were high on Drew Locke. They're done with Drew Locke. Yeah, but what, what, they're, don't, what's the I point of trading for Bridgewater if you're going to pick another quarterback here at, eight, at nine? To groom him. Every quarterback that was groomed talks so much about how they needed the grooming year. Pat Mahomes especially, he's like, I needed that grooming year. Yeah, but Pat Mahomes played behind Alex Smith, who's like worth a damn in the NFL. Great story of a comeback, by the way. But are you going to groom him behind two guys that uh, Trey Lance no, or no, Justin Trey Fields Lance. are so much better than Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. But to, there is no grooming. I, I think it might there. be Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield situation. Have him sit for a few games to start the year, and then eventually just say, "All right, tap the wrist. We're going to the bullpen. The rookie's coming in." I think that's Teddy Bridgewater happen. throws with two gloves on. For God's sakes. Uh, he's steady Eddie. He's not going to lose any games, and he's certainly not going to win any. And that's kind of, he's 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 a professional, and that's what you need when you have a starting quarterback. I feel like they may go straight lines here. Here's my point. I think they might go they might go Parsons here. He's still on the board, and having adding Parsons to that that defense is it's getting older with Von Miller. But I think that the idea you want to talk about grooming Von Miller teaching Mike Parsons some things would be scary for their future. But that's just um, my pick. Right they there. also have Bradley Chubb. And Chubb, yeah, sorry, but those are they're, those are different kinds of linebackers. They are, you know? they're pass rushers, and but Micah Parsons is kind of a tweener. Um, I think there's a chance that Micah Parsons falls, um, and I think the reason why is like think about Isaiah Simmons. Think about the athletic profile of guys like Micah Parsons and Isaiah Simmons. They're like six three, six four. They're like 225, 235 pounds, somewhere in between there, the two of them. And they both ran in the four threes or whatever for a 40, which is absolutely insane for a linebacker. But they're not an elite pass rusher. They're not necessarily the best run stopper you've ever seen, but they're really good at both in college. I think that Micah Parsons falls because of Isaiah Simmons' struggles last year. Um, And I think here... I actually agree with Rob. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is their ultimate solution. He doesn't get paid that much money. I think they go Trey Lance here, personally. I think that would be the perfect pick for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I mean, I think Teddy go- Bridgewater is literally a teach this guy the ropes, and then we'll cut him a nice check, and six weeks into the year, we're going to bring our rookie in. I'm going to just take Trey Lance to keep us moving here. That's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't. Oh, I don't really I care no who preference we date, here. But we'll all right, Dal- Dallas Cowboys at ten. Let's make this one quick. Um, they have to go defense. Their defense is absolutely atrocious. I think they're going to go J.C. Horn here, which is exactly why they're taking Devonte Smith. Yep, but they. Mike and I talked about this yesterday on the golf course, um, dude. They don't need a receiver. But oh, absolutely means, not. See, like no way. They, like they them, don't need anybody. They taking, don't need- <laughs> that offense well, doesn't need take one. They, they didn't for need a tight one last end. year. They didn't need one last year. They took one That's anyway. That's true. Um, the only thing they don't have is a tight end, but I they should. I, I don't know if this Zach is Ertz. the mock draft that should or what. No, we're not doing that. You're crazy. If you think we're trading with the Dallas Cowboys, my sources would never. And I'm knocking on wood right now. It was a joke. Uh, was I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind being a 10, though. If I didn't have to give up 12, I could just take two guys I want. Zach um, for 10? J.C. J- Horn. J.C. Horn's the pick, in my opinion. That's this cornerback, and they need corners. They have no one out there. They have right, Trayvon so Diggs who got absolutely torched. I personally don't disagree with you. I actually am cool with them taking J.C. Horn here. Sure. Although I really like J.C. Horn, FYI. Here All right, Slater, 
da- Giants. Okay. Gi- Giants need they they dude their their offensive line is garbage. Their offensive line is going to get Saquon Barkley's knees completely torn in half more than it already has with the ACL injury. Daniel Jones, not a scary quarterback by any means. I don't really care about him, but let's put it this way. He has zero time to throw. And to be honest with you, they don't have terrible wide receivers. Sterling Shepard is still good, I guess. Just, Kenny Galladay just Johnny, showed up there. The shared screen? Are you looking at the shared screen? I'm, well, what, What's Andy the, Thomas? Your, yeah, did you read the fine print? What? Which which fine print? How many sacks did Andrew Thomas no, allow? No. What am I looking at? Andrew Thomas, this is an American football offensive tackle for the New York Giants of the National Football League. Yeah, but Slater can play across the line. What you're saying? Right Slater's versatile ball. enough. I'm saying right tackle. I'm saying guard. I'm saying basically they need to. Dude. They need. They need talent on that line. Their line is so old at this point too. They have. A, they have like the entire old. You they have the Patriots like 2008. Sounds like line. the Eagles. Done over the last like two or three years. Well, how's that gone for them, dude? They they had Saquon Barkley's like his knee blew up in half this this year. I want Saquon to be good, but like not at the expense of the Eagles. But obviously, this is a selfish pick because I really, really want to have Devontae Smith there. But I think it should be attack. I think it should be Slater, in my opinion. Oh, Just okay. breaking news, update, so, dude. Less than Nate Soldier. News, the Eagle, the the Sixers are up by forty five. That's probably probably gonna hurt my bets because my guys are probably out of the game. Isaiah Joe just gonna say three to make it forty eight with a minute left, but sorry. I didn't I didn't touch I didn't touch this game because I I was like these guys aren't playing. I just thought we were gonna score. All right, but so anyway, it really, really hurts me. But for some reason I see Devontae Smith mocked here like every single time. Like I don't all the time. Every I've seen time. Devontae Smith mocked here for the purposes of this and like my personal solace. I'm not going to have them draft Devontae Smith and John, I will just kind of go along with you here and say they get Rashawn Slater. I don't Both. necessarily think they're going to do that. They could move him to, but the that right. makes sense, right? Both, that- both mocks have the Pacers trading up for fields here. Both of them do. At twelve, at from the Patriots trading up to eleven for that's interesting. So I don't. It sounds like it's going to happen. Basically, is what they're saying. It sounds like it's going to happen. So I actually think that that makes a lot of sense, just because I think the Giants at fifteen probably still have their pick of one of either Slater or Christian Darrisaw, one of the two. Uh, But like we said, just for the purposes of this, we're unfortunately yeah i mean for, for me for the ones i've been looking at i've been on nfl.com just kind of perusing um i see the trade to 11 for trey lance that's obviously that's that's not happening because we had trey lance gone already charles davis has waddle going waddle going there so that's going to be obviously interesting as well i again mike i i think that they're probably gonna they're gonna whatever they do it's gonna screw us up somehow um, because being behind, being th- like the second, or excuse me, being behind both Dallas and New York really kind of messes us up here. Um, but sad. it's like the worst yeah. situation. It's it's because it's like no matter like they don't they don't have as many needs as us. You know what I'm saying? Like those two teams are like kind of built okay to the point that it's like we're gonna rock out with what we have. We don't really need anything crazy. But I I I think that they should go tackle because I think that 
their priority needs to be protecting their quarterback so he can make the throws or getting guys that can get out there and block for Saquon Barkley because Saquon's one of the best talents in the league from the running back position. And as we all know, you don't want to pay him too much, but like you need him to ball out, you know? Um, so his like maybe you keep it under wraps so that his value yeah. doesn't go too high. But I think tackle or getting Slater's a move, which leads us to 12, which is okay. honestly, this is, I, I don't, I don't. It's Devontae Smith. We're not even, it's Devontae Yeah. Is it though? To. Let's be you real. Is to. it? You have and to. For, yeah. For us, John, it is. Absolutely. Who do you Bro, want? I'm not saying not. Well, I up. want Devontae Smith. I'm thinking realistically what's going to happen. It's going to be like, all right, if not, if not Devontae Smith, who are you? Who, if, if the name is called tomorrow night around this time, at around this time tomorrow the night, the, the name is called of the guys available that we have right now. Who are you not going to be like? What the f- Micah Parsons? Freak. I think Micah is the Parsons, only one. I guess the only one. Just Micah Parsons. Yeah, that is literally the only one that I'm like more Unless, than less. Okay. Right before the pick happens, they announced that we traded Jalen Hurts and then we draft Justin Fields. Um. Okay. So. I'm actually I'm gonna just propose this, and if you guys are cool with it, I actually agree so much so with the Giants making a trade to the Patriots. Just a little bump that Justin Fields is gonna go there. That I just think, and these guys don't need quarterbacks, but let's just keep him off the board until the Patriots and say that there was mm-hmm. like a swap. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So okay. the Chargers at at thirteen, um, they have they have Herbert. They have pretty much all they need, I think, and. The only thing they might need is another offensive weapon. Um, quarterback. But yeah, but protect your quarterback. I I have um I see Elijah Vera Tucker from USC out there. I think they need to go O line. Yeah, I like Elijah Vera Tucker a lot. Um he's another one of those dudes who like he might like some people are saying, could he go to guard? You know, because mm-hmm. the short arm thing, and they talk about it right here. Um, a lot of people over exaggerate the short arm thing, but I do think to some extent there is some value to that. Um, uh, this dude is just been an absolute monster size wise. And if you see, he was yeah. rated, you know, the second, second, second tackle out of yeah. 458. Um, he was an absolute monster. He's huge and he can move. I think that's gotta be Christian Darisol if they're going, you know, pass protection here. Yeah, no I complaints. think it's press protection. No complaints there, so we can lock that in. All right, so so now we're at fourteen. We have the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they need to protect the quarterback. Um, they also need some guys that can rush the passer. Uh, they lost um, they lost Anthony Harris in the secondary at safety, so they need a couple things like there. I personally think that Kirk Cousins still sucks, so I think they should probably look at quarterback here too. But because Fields is here, but we're holding that out for the Patriots pick. Um, I, I'm indifferent to who gets taken here, but I think at that point it might be Vera Tucker um, okay, just based on the conversation we just had. Yep. Yeah. So sure. I think they go Elijah Vera Tucker here and that's because they can use a guard. They can use a tackle, yep. whether they, they get him in train camp, maybe they try him at both positions. They decide one way or the other. I think he is no doubt about it. Good. He's talented enough to be in the NFL. There's no doubt about you, that. He can contribute. Yeah, you, you, you also have a top a top running back in Dalvin Cook, and you need to right. get him out too. So I I think a tackle is no – it's going to be a tackle it's, or a no line at no point. All right, so I the Patriots now at 15. Just... Yeah, Fields, that's done. All right, 16 Arizona Cardinals. All right, this is interesting. Um, they just lost Patrick Peterson. Wild. 
they, they just lost Patrick Peterson. Um, so their cornerbacks are, I believe, Murphy Bunting. No, that's not a saying. Is it Murphy Bunting or is that Murphy Bunting plays for the Buccaneers? Uh, I think they're thin at cornerback as they of right now. A little bit. Both mocks have them taking quarterbacks. Far corner. Corner. Oh, corner. Corner. Yeah. Far, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think it should be corner. Greg Newsom here. I think Greg Newsom's a good player. Um, the really? only reason I don't have oh, far, yeah. Caleb Farley the back is the back. Caleb Farley is the second or third best corner in this class. He's right up there with JC Horn for sure. I think Patrick certain has kind of separated himself as the best, um, but he's right up there with JC Horn in terms of talent. The back surgery is going to scare some teams off. Um, the only other option I could see them doing they lost Hassan or not his yeah Hassan Riddick this year. Did they lose Riddick? Yep. Riddick's Did gone. They? Yes. Okay. So the only thing I could see them doing, which would be a little crazy to me, but I could see the value. And it, it's funny because they drafted this dude who I was just talking about as, you know, is a little questionable, these guys, Isaiah Simmons last year, but I could see them going Micah Parsons because he can rush the passer when he came into college he was an edge rusher like that's what he came into college as the number one edge rushing linebacker was his initial like thing and even in college from the middle of the you know of the field he was getting like five and a half six sacks a season so he can get after the quarterback i wouldn't be surprised if they go parsons here but i do think that they're going to go with greg newsome and and let me just say to um to go back i'm going rewinding back they they have there's there's people that saying they need a wide they might need a wide receiver. They also have AJ Green now. I forgot AJ AJ Green is no longer a Bengal. So I okay. I think you're right. It's going to be corner um, because they're so thin at that. So I'm good with Newsom being at the pick there. Sure. All right. So the 17 we have the Raiders. The Raiders are stupid. Um, they're only okay. going to draft either people out of Clemson or Alabama, and as a result of only one person being available, they might just Christian draft- Barmore. <laughs> but like do they need they don't need no they should draft one. Trayvon Morig in my personal opinion yeah because they're they're very thin in the secondary to begin with yeah and they already huh? have they have uh Abrams Jonathan Abrams yep yep a safety combination of Trayvon Morig and Jonathan Abrams would wreak havoc in the league and I think that that might yeah. be a little bit too much to pass up Hopefully, I mean that, that's a smart thing to do, right? So I, I, I'm good with Morig there. Any comments here? I have no comments. <laughs> I don't right, watch now we're back. college sports. Let's do it. <laughs> we're, we're back on a clock. 18. We have the Miami Dolphins. Who did we have the Dolphins taking earlier? So Jamar Chase. We had Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Okay. So, so wide receiver position is more than addressed. I think that they they sitting here at 18 are probably going to be a little pissed off that there's not one of these good offensive linemen left. Yeah. Not to say that any of these guys are bad, but they're just, there's a clear drop off after a lot. So I personally, if, if the draft kind of goes this way, I I do see them kind of trying to trade out of this pick, but I think they have to go D line at this point, um, which is why I think they go quite a pay. You think, you, you think Quiddy Pay? I thought Barmore, but... Um, you think Barmore? So my only thing about that, them... I, they right, drafted um, Christian Wilkins. 
Yeah. From Clemson. but they play they play a four three though, so it's like they do. I mean, they can put two they guys do. there. I mean, either way, I mean, I think I think edge is probably more prevalent. I, I've seen Jalen Phillips from Miami go there as well. I don't. I, I just think it's going to be a D line. That's just me. All right, I'm gonna go pay here, but let's just that's fine. All right, 19. We have the Washington football team. Um, Are they changing okay. their name? No, not not, not in the near let's future. Go. I'm all in. Um, I I don't know. They're gonna go Michael Parsons. Absolutely yeah. destroy the NFL with their young defense. That defense, defense is gonna be so disgusting and so good that they're gonna be sitting here and gonna be like, oh my god, Micah Parsons is left. What if we just absolutely blew up the NFL with our defense? And they're gonna do it. They're gonna draft Micah Parsons. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna end up losing games by single digits because their defense keeps them in it. So I think Micah Parsons is the pick as well. All right. Um, no court. They still have no quarterback. Um, would, all right, so I Chicago would, Bears at 20. I would intentionally tune in to Washington football team versus the Cowboys. <laughs> that would be a hilarious game. Yeah, the, like, the no defense and the full defense and then the no offense and then every offense, every ounce of offensive weapon you could want. 6-3 um, final. <laughs> I'm not – I mean, hey, I'm not discounting that. I think they'll be the best – they're my fantasy football uh, defensive pick this year. All right, you would so be the guy that the, reaches. Not reach. I'll take them later. They'll be my second defense. All right, so we have twentieth. We have the Chicago Bears. Um, what a mess! Back. What a mess! Yeah, and guess what? They're not getting one because the next who's the next best quarterback? Can you filter Kyle that real quick? Trask. It's Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Whoever not happening. Drafts, Kyle Trask should be fired if it's anywhere the, short of day three. Oh my! This. God. <laughs> this. <sighs> This There's no reason to take so, a quarterback in the second day. Th- this this pick is going to be just mind-boggling because they I don't know where they can go. They need a receiver, I guess Bateman or Elijah Moore. Um, but like I'm not sold on either one of them necessarily. I also think they could go Caleb Farley here because they do need some defense. They need some defensive help as well because I think they have a uh, what's his name Fuller on the other side. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I know, man. based on the way this draft is shaking out, I honestly would have to guess that they're probably going to go receiver here. Um, yeah. They still have Allen Robinson, yes? No? Yeah, they, they franchise tagged him, but they, they can you name the other receiver? I can't. No. Oh, they have Tariq Cohen, too. <laughs> yeah, but isn't he sort of like a running back? Like, yeah, He's Darren Sproles, but anyway. Yeah. My so I actually think that they're going to get Elijah Moore, and the reason I okay. think they're going to get That's Elijah fine. Moore is he has like ridiculous numbers. I don't know if this thing has stats so much. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. So he's a slot. He had eleven hundred. He he had almost twelve hundred yards last year on. 14 yards per catch and then eight touchdowns. Six like receptions. And in eight games. 67. Yeah, in eight games. Eight so games. in the he SEC. Was so averaging like nearly 11 receptions. A 150 game. yards, 11 for 150, about. So yeah. he's small. He's a definite, uh, you know, slot guy, but he, he gets open and that's really all you need. And, Especially and I, and when they I, don't have a great quarterback, having yes. an under option is going to be super, super important. Yes. 
he he might have a really good year with them because they don't have a quarterback that can actually throw the ball, and he they, he can just be their check down guy or the slot guy. So yes, that's 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 good pick for me. Okay, Elijah Moore to the the um to the Bears twenty one. We have the Colts. All right, um they I don't I don't know who Wentz is throwing to next year. Um I know T Y Hilton came back I think for another year. They have Pittman. Um let me just let me put this out there too. Very bold by Michael Pittman to not give up the number eleven. Very bold, very and also bold. very, very, very wants to not fight for it. But that's just that's another argument in itself. But I that right there, I was like, bro, you should have at least fought for. You should have been like, I was almost the MVP. Like, you need to give me that number. I'm going to give you a million dollars or something. I respect like it on both fronts. I, do you? Because like Michael I Pittman do. had like bu- he had he had arguably bum numbers last year, and then yeah, like, and he called his quarterback. The- he said, "Dude, you stink." He said, "Dude, be good if you want the number." Kind of respect it. Yeah. Wentz is like, yeah, no, you're not I, wrong. I mean, yeah, and I Wentz not it. fighting for it just that pissed <laughs> me off more than anything. But anyway, um, not my quarterback anymore. They need. They might need a. Rec- they might need a receiver. Number two um, train. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I that O line's good enough. So I, I know that Pro Football Focus says they need a tackle, but like, I think that the O line is probably good enough that it'll be. Um, It'll be fine, but I think they'll, they'll either go tackle or they'll go wide receiver to give them some more weapons. Okay. So this year, is their O line sick? Their O line's pretty good. So this year, Bateman only played in five games. He didn't really have anyone throwing to him, you know. So his his numbers weren't great. But the year before that, he had twelve hundred yards on ninety five reception or sixty receptions. Sorry. So that's 20.3 yards per reception, which is an absolute monster of a deep threat. 6'2", 210, really good size, decent speed, but it's not great. He's like one of those dudes where it's he's going to out-muscle dudes. He's going to, you know, win routes. Like that's a lot of what he's going to do. He's very, very skilled. They already have that go-up-and-get-it deep threat in Michael Pittman. I think this is their guy who just adds a little bit more size, a little bit of toughness uh, to their receiving core. I think they go with Bateman probably. I agree. And for this late in the draft, at number 21, you're not really expecting to get a guy that's going to be a an organization changer, if that makes sense. But you're looking for a guy that can be just – you know he's going to be decent. You know he's going to be a good player. And that's really what you're looking for in the 20s. So, yeah, I agree with you 100% there. Um, so we're looking at the Titans here at 22, according to pro football focus, their biggest needs are wide receiver, tackle guard, cornerback. I don't think wide receivers, their top need. Um, I just don't, it's simple as that, um, guard and tackle, you know, I, I don't know which tackle I'm assuming they're talking about right tackle. Cause Taylor Luan, I think is still there. Yep. Could be wrong, but, um, He's a pretty good player. I don't think that that's necessarily the direction they go. So if they're going for a right tackle, they could go Walker Little here. Um, it's definitely possible. I would personally go with Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State if they're going to go tackle. Point is, is he's a right tackle. He's a run-blocking right tackle. What do the Tennessee Titans do? They run the run ball. The ball. This dude absolutely eats people as a run blocker there is no way that you can miss on a right tackle in the first round 
I just think it's impossible. It is hard. It is hard to miss on a right tackle. So my thing is if they need a tackle, I think they go Tevin Jenkins. I agree 100%. John, any qualms? John is not here. He texted us that he's not here. Tevin Jenkins. Yep. All right. Rob, your New York Jets are back on the board. What are they doing now that they have Zach Wilson? They're going to take – well, that's not a good pick. I'm looking at the mock draft. They had Travis Etienne, which would be a terrible pick. Travis Etienne? Wow. Yeah, it's a bad pick. Uh, Greg Newsom, the second. That's my pick. Okay, he's gone. So we already drafted him. Mm, so we're gonna take. Uh, we're going to take Caleb Farley. That's a lock. I yeah, can so promise I, you that. I think that's probably a really. Good I can promise you that. It's a great value pick. I've actually seen some reports this week that the Saints are looking to trade up specifically to get Caleb Farley. So if they're sitting here and the Jets are there, I really wouldn't be surprised if the Saints, you know, try and toss toss together a package, maybe, you know, 28 in the third round or something like that, just to move up five picks. Uh, At that point, I think the Jets probably hop all over that. But I do think that no matter who's sitting here, it's going to be Farley. Has to be. Okay. Now you're the Steelers, right? You're so, <laughs> if you, as a notorious Steelers fan and knowledgeable Steelers person, they're going running back. That's just the way they should trade back for running back. I'm a big fan of the uh, don't don't take a running back in the first round, but. Uh, yeah, Najee Harris is the play here if you're a smart GM. So I agree with you. I think that Najee Harris is going to be the first running back off the board. And I also think that the Steelers put a decent amount of value on the running back position. They had I can promise you he's going there. Now. Um, and James Conner's gone. So Najee Harris. I can promise you Najee Harris is going there. All right. We all know Jacksonville took – Trevor Lawrence in the beginning of the draft. Um, it's not really anything to argue about there. I mean, it's probably a really good pick for them. They have decent receivers. They have decent running back. Um, there's actually some pieces there for him to, you know, get the ball to. If they like a tackle here, I think I they like a tackle. Go tackle. I like a tackle. You just got the number one pick. It's a quarterback. What do you got to do? You got to protect him. Is like the number one thing that people don't do and i this is nothing against walker little walker it's little Tavon is, jenkins he's the play walker little is a really good tackle and he was for a long time but he had some very serious injury issues like as you see here you haven't seen him play since week one of 2019 he just stopped playing because he got hurt nope he's not the pick no, the play it's is Tevin Rattles. Jenkins. It's Tevin Jenkins, I'm telling you. I already had what are you Tevin talking about? Tevin Jenkins got taken already. Tevin Jenkins is oh, gone, Rob. Jeez, I'm going off the mock drafts. Dude, do you think I know any of this? Dylan Raddins is the pick out of North Dakota State. Second North Dakota State player to go in the first round. Big news for Interesting. Cover. You know, low-level uh, low Division One college football. Um, I just think they need D1 double A. 
You think so? I mean, I, I, I think it's called FCS, John. Oh, my bad. My bad. Why, what do you? I, I, no, like they, I mean, switched I think it, it, they switched it to FCS. Oh, I, I think I think it's going to be. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think it's going to be an O-line. And also, I'm looking at the other picks that you guys made. I agree with all those. Okay. All right. So the Cleveland Browns at 26. I think they have to go bar, bar more. They I mean, have to. He's dropped so far. He's absolutely an beast of a value at this point in the first round. I also, did you guys know he went to Newman Goretti? Yeah, that's... again, I would trade up. What you as the Browns would trade up? Late, no, like... me as the Eagles. Trade up from where? I don't know. Six in the second seven, round, thirty-eight, thirty-seven. Move up to move up here and take what? Terrace Marshall. Anyway. <laughs> So speaking of Terrace Marshall, I think that if he's yeah. the Ravens, they draft Terrace. Yep, yep. Twenty-seven Ravens, Terrence Marshall. I think that finally gives, um, it'll give Lamar Jackson like just somebody to throw to that's not like a speed guy or Willie yeah. Sneed. I really don't like Willie Sneed, but that's just me. Yeah, and I mean the Baltimore Ravens said there's like pretty much no doubt about it. That is their plan. Like they are yeah. drafting weapons for Lamar Jackson. They're going to go Terrace Marshall. Yeah. All right. 28. We have the New Orleans Saints. Interesting here. They do need linebackers. They do need some defensive help here. I think they'll go linebacker just because it's at a premium. Um, So, yeah. Linebacker out of Notre Dame. Jeremiah. Yeah. Wusu Karamoa. There's no doubt in my opinion. If he is here, the Saints are drafting him. All right, 29, so the Green Bay Packers, they'll probably take something that won't help Aaron Rodgers out. Um, But there's not many weapons right now that I think you could take at the back end of the first round. With that being said, I think I could see, you know, if you want to go defense again, I think cornerback would be a play here um, to help out Jair Alexander and Kevin King, Um, even though Kevin King's kind of underperformed, but – I think corners of the play. And right now I think the only one on the big board is Asante Samuel Jr., but I could also see them going wide receiver. So I don't know. Okay. Indifferent here. Indifferent. Asante Samuel Jr. I think is going to be, no doubt about it, a productive NFL player. Um, I actually think that there's like one of those outside chances that he actually is better than any of the other cornerbacks drafted ahead of him. Um, He's probably valued a little bit less because he's small. You know, he's not 6'1", 6'2". He's probably like 5'10". I actually think that the Packers are going to get Aaron Rodgers, something they haven't had since Randall Cobb was really good, and that's like a a legitimate slot guy who can just do a bunch of things. I think Rondell Moore is that guy. He is really small. 5'7", he's 180, but he's quick like he didn't play that much in these last two years for a variety of different reasons but his freshman year he had 114 receptions and 1300 yards 12 touchdowns like now give him aaron Rodgers. yeah yeah i can see that Rodgers is really going to try and force the packers to actually use a pick to give him a new weapon they have Devontae adams who is like borderline the best wide receiver in the league. He's top three probably right now in terms of production. He's incredible. But 
their secondary receivers or guys where it's just like, if their quarterback wasn't Aaron Rodgers, would they really be productive? And the answer is probably no. Um, I think they're going to go Rondo more personally. Yep. Yep. Cool with that. Also, Bryce Harper just got hit in the face with a 97 mile an hour fastball. Oh, is he okay? Probably I not. I, I think he's he's down. I, I, he was down, but Girardi got thrown out because he was like complaining to the ref or to the ump, and the ump threw him out, which is I would have fired yes. Joe Girardi on the spot if he didn't do that. Hour fastball. That's not cool. I would have fired. Right, so, uh, I would have fired. So, on the spot if so thrown out. So my AFC team or me and Mike's AFC team, the Buffalo Bills. Um, <clears throat> this is an interesting spot. Good team, I think. Um, I think that personally they could use some more help on the line in the future, like down the road. They don't need to really take anyone here. I think the defense is good. I think they need more bodies on that 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 D line. Um yeah. the linebacking core, fine. The secondary, fine. They're getting older, but they're fine for another year. They don't have to reach for to take it Asante Samuel or any of the the safety still on the board here. I think they'll go edge and kind of beef up that D line because I think that you've seen a, a healthy and a, an extremely effective rotation of D linemen is actually extremely effective in the NFL. So I think that they go they they go edge, take an edge rusher here. I think they go edge, and while he's not ranked the highest out of the edge rushers available, and he's actually yeah. not ranked the highest in general out of edge rushers. I know we had uh, Cody yep. Pay go earlier. I think Jalen Phillips has a really good chance of being the best edge rusher out yeah. of this class. Um, and I think that he should be the pick here. I'm not saying he will. He, he was. There's some questions um, about his commitment to the football. He like took a year off because he wasn't like, he basically like wasn't sure if he wanted to play football. He like kind of retired. Um, to some extent, and then he transferred to Miami from USC, um, where he had a great year. He had like eight and a half sacks this year um, in a limited role because they, you know, Miami actually pretty much did a rotation this year um, with their edge rushers. And if you see, I'm just going to pull up the edge rusher rankings. Um, so you see Jalen Phillips, you see Gregory. Yeah, Rousseau. Gregory Rousseau. Physical freak. He's about six seven. Uh, like probably 265 or something like that. But then they also have um, Quincy Roche. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not ranked that high. He'll get drafted in this draft more than likely. Um, but I mean, to have three edge rushers, you know, get drafted yeah. from, from one college team is, you know, you know, they had a pretty good group and he led them. Uh, yeah. I think he's the play. I think he's the best one. I, I- yeah, and, and Jalen Phelps was a top recruit coming out of high school as well. I want to put yep. that out there too. Um, and the commitment to football thing, I, I'm a big fan of just like, you know, sometimes you need to just take a step back and figure it out. I think he's good. I think the Buffalo Bills get a steal here with, with the talent that Phillips can bring to the table at 30. All right, we're winding down here. Um, the Ravens traded into 31 from yep. KC. Uh, so – the Ravens now hold the second to last pick in the first round. We already had them getting a wide receiver in Terrace Marshall uh, four picks earlier at 27. So now you're sitting here. Um, there's not necessarily the offensive weapons for yeah. Lamar Jackson. The value isn't really there. I know that that's what they said they wanted to do is get him that weapon, but at least they got a weapon in the first round for him, right? 
Um, they yeah. definitely don't need a running back, so they're not going to reach for someone like you know Travis Etienne or or Javante Williams out of North Carolina. Realistically, they should probably go edge here. Um, edge rusher is available. I think it's going to be a tight, tight choice between the current edge rushers available. Uh, Josh U- or Jason Uwe out of Penn State. Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia and Gregory Rousseau, who's ranked a little bit lower than mm-hmm. these guys according to pro football focus. But at one point this year was like projected to be a top 10 pick. Um, the talent's just there. It's really, really impressive. His physical tools. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't know which one they go with here. The, these guys are all a little bit different. Jason Uwe and Aziz Ojulari are a little bit smaller, quicker, leaner, you know, just sort of fast edge rushers, Gregory Rousseau somewhere in the middle. Um, so it really depends what the Ravens are going to value. Like the thing about Aziz Ujulari and Jason Uwe is they could probably transition into a pass rushing outside linebacker thing. They're not, not a traditional down line in, um, in terms of like a, like a D end. So yeah, it really depends what the Ravens like. And I can't really speak to them. I think any of these guys are a great pick for them. I think I would probably be partial to just saying what they'll take. I mean, uh, Rousseau just sounds like a name that they could actually go for because he played at Miami and he just he was a productive edge rusher this year. So I think that that you know the flair there, the Miami flair there, that could really be be what they want to go for. So I, I'm partially just putting him up there. But Jason okay. um, Owe is like also extremely that's a good option as well. Um, that is Ojolari. You're right. It's it's one of those three guys I think that are still left in. Um, then yeah, they'll just just I guess put Rousseau there for now, and we'll just see. I agree. Okay. All right. Thirty-two. The Super Bowl winners, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, honestly, their 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 line is older. Levante David older. Um. Quarterback Tom Brady, older. Um, I don't know, man. I, Mike, I, I could see them taking your man here, um, out of Tulsa. I could see that happening. I could see Zayvon Collins being taken here. Good, he's really good. I could see that being a thing, but I want to save him for the Eagles. (laughs) Of course, we do, but. Um, in reality, I mean, I, or, or I mean, I could see them going Molden too because they, they have Winfield and they have um, who's the other guy? That's safety. This is why we should I should prop more, but um, I, I, I could feel see like going. whoever wins the Super Bowl always goes defensive front, just front seven, yeah. just just yeah. bolster that. I feel I mean, like I, so. Again. So my thing is, is like so they brought back uh, Levante David. They obviously still have Devin White, who as a young linebacker has been nothing but impressive very very good player um and so the thing is is to me is they don't need a linebacker because they run a three four they use jason pierre paul and they use shaq lawson as technically outside linebackers right so you know they have the down linemen but then they have these dudes coming off the edge so their pass rushers aren't their d linemen they are their linebackers they don't need another run stopper um, in the middle. Zayvon Collins is sort of like an in-between guy, so I, I don't disagree. They could consider Zayvon Collins here. I actually like you know the idea of them getting a guy like Elijah Molden. Um, 
but I, I really wouldn't be surprised just age wise if they're looking at Jason Pierre Paul and they're like, let's think about replacing him. And I could see them going edge here too. I could see them taking whoever's left between, you know, like we said, Rousseau, Owe, uh, and Aziz Ujulari. I think all of these guys are available to them. Um, Rob, you said front seven. Are there any of these guys that are you're thinking like, you know, a little bit more? I concur. <laughs> I concur. Mike, Mike, your man's going off the board here. I'm just saying right now. Zayvon Collins is – here's the thing. With the production that he had last year and just like the fact that it's 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 the team that returned their their starting yeah, he's, 22. He's an it absolute, is it is he's an absolute it is a tank of a player, 65260 to play linebacker and have as many tackles as he did and as much production as he did. To fall at 32, like as a Super Bowl champ, you don't need much. And I think that adding him to that, just adding him into the mix, right? Because like Levante David's getting older, right? You got to think future in these picks too. And him and Devin White would be a really good combo in the future. You know what I'm saying? They're young enough that it's it's going to be a thing that you look for. So I think your man's coming off. Um, I think your man's coming off the board here. All right, I'll give you Zayvon Collins here. We'll close it with Zayvon Collins. I will throw it out there. I do think that it's that's probably- who Tom McShay has. Zayvon Collins. Let's go McShay. Yep. All right, <laughs> let's pull him off the board. All right, so with right, that, we've concluded what, our first let's round. Let's see what Pro Football Focus had to say about us. I don't really agree with a lot of their rankings, so they're probably going to like hate on us for a lot of these picks. Um, but let's see. So far, we're starting off pretty strong, obviously. Got some A-pluses, some A's. I mean, they, they to, for reference to people that can't see this because you won't be able to see it, it's a podcast, six Dolphins, we had Jamar Chase. They gave us a B on that one. That's not correct at all. That's an A pick. Just based on the fact that it's him, um, we we got we got some bad grades on the 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 Giants and the Cowboys. We got C pluses for J C Horn, the South Carolina cornerback, to the to the uh, excuse me to the Cowboys. Sean Slater, tackle Northwestern to the Giants, got a C plus. Devontae Smith, we got an A on whatever. That's obvious, right? Um, certain we got a B minus going to the Panthers. Let's see if any other egregious. We got an A. We got a C plus for the Zayvon Collins pick, but. Overall, we did well. Um, granted, these rankings are based on need, and if you drafted said need, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. But I, overall, I mean, I, I think there's going to be a lot more movement than we think. I mean, I, obviously, we can't make the trades here, but you know. yeah, we had three C pluses on the board, but other than that, there were there's a B minus and there were three Bs. Everything else was an A minus uh, or a B plus to A plus. So Again, this is this is something where it's like this is all based on pro football focus, but realistically, um, you know, it's it's all about need. And, and sometimes in the NFL, people don't draft for need when it seems like they should. Um, it's very very hard to actually predict what these NFL teams are going to do, especially when it comes to trades. Um, different teams just have different values on style of play. Um, you know, you know how many Eagles fans hate the fact that we drafted Rager, who, by the way, this is a Rager podcast. We love Rager here um, over Justin Jefferson, because apparently we wanted a dude who's going to play on the outside. Uh, you know, it's it's you never know what people are going to do. It seemed like everyone in the world thought we were going to draft Justin Jefferson at 21. But. You know, I mean, you just – you really can't tell. And sometimes, like, a pick that seems dumb on draft night works out really, really well for teams. 
So, you know, going into tomorrow, going into the NFL draft, no matter who the Eagles pick, let's not write this this guy off before he, you know, gets yeah. a chance to perform for us. Um, let's, you know, give the kid a chance. These guys are all young. You know, it's big night for a lot of these guys going forward. Um, People really- forget the Eagles booed their uh, best quarterback in franchise history on draft night. Heavily. Yep. yep. I mean, and yeah. And, and on I, Instagram and, now. So. And I, and I will say that I think the Rager pick, right? People don't like that, like Mike was saying, right? I can't write I – don't, I don't really write him off yet. I think that he could still be a very productive player. I also do think that no matter who we took last year, that would have been a crapshoot. I don't think Justin Jefferson would have moved the needle for the team in general. Like maybe he would have had better numbers. But, I mean, Rager got hurt, you know, in trading camp. So can't write that off. Whoever goes at 12, whoever we trade up for, whoever we trade back for – I, I look at it as 2017 is done. That Super Bowl team is over. We look at it and we cannot be like the Dallas Cowboys fans that say, hey, we won Super Bowls in the 90s, right? We are over that. We got to, we, we just look at it, admit that it was the best day of all of our lives, and just move on from that and just that remember sick. what that felt like. And we will get back to that point at one time. But right now, here and now in this draft, we need to nail some of these picks. We need to pray to God that Wednesday is healthy and they actually make the playoffs next year so we can get their first-round pick next year so we can load up on next year's class as well. This draft is going to start a five-year window for the Eagles to get back to where they were in 2017. A lot of these old faces are going to be gone within the next couple of years. It's going to be sad, but it's a business, and it's that's just how the league works. Okay, I'm assuming Zach Ertz is going to be the first one of those guys to go. It's going to be sad, but it's going to happen. And you know what? Whoever the Eagles take at 12, I'm going to just say I'm cool with it unless it's a quarterback. But if it is a quarterback, I don't wouldn't mind Justin Fields, to be honest with you. He's a That's an arm talent, and that's a quarterback talent. The whole epilepsy as thing long, was a weird... As yeah. long as the staff is all in on the guy, I'm down for him at quarterback. If you're willing to risk everything on him, then I'm fine with it. I, I'm also just like – I have faith in Nick Sirianni and his staff because, like, I like Doug Peterson, really nice guy, clearly. But Sirianni, when he talks, he, like, he's in it. You know, like, he's a very, like, he's in it. He's a football guy. Um, and lunatic. I'm excited. I like that. Yeah, I, we needed that. You know, just like we need I, a dog I, on I, offense. I, I, need my cor- I need my football coach to be a lunatic. I, I think I think this is this offense will be dynamic going forward. So, um, we're going to put out this mock draft on Twitter. Uh, we'll put it out on Facebook maybe and get this recording out before the draft. But, yeah, guys, any final thoughts, final, final thoughts? So I just want to say in reference to what you've been saying about a lot of these dudes starting to age out, um, I think a lot of focus in these mid to late rounds needs to go to bolstering our offensive line. We have had a lot of injuries over the years to the offensive line. And I would say that most importantly is the interior of this offensive line. I love Jason Kelsey. Absolutely love him. He has had deterioration in play, but even after the Super Bowl, he talked about potentially retiring. I don't think that he has many years left just in his mind of wanting to continue to do this. It takes a lot of toll on your body. I think that 
Jason Kelsey's on his way out within the next two years. Not because the Eagles want to get rid of him. I think it's going to be totally his choice. Um, but we're going to need to draft a center. And there is a guy out of Wisconsin, uh, Whitewater or something like that, who is just absolutely mean. His name is Quinn uh, Miners. If we can draft Quinn Miners in – Oh, he's got a beard. Round, like, <laughs> we need to do it. This dude rocks, yeah. like, you know, some sort of uh, uh, like a – this thing he was rocking at the whole – senior just hanging belly out here absolutely wrecking guys if you watch any senior bowl games he's out there with his entire belly out of his jersey just putting dudes in the ground he's an absolute monster um he came out of a small school um like i said before i think it actually may have even been d3 could be d2 um but it wasn't d1 he's a very very good player come out of a very small school um, if you haven't heard of Quinn Miners, do yourself a favor. If you like offensive lineman videos, watch this dude play. He is really incredible. Um, and I think he could be a great replacement for Jason Kelsey yeah. a few years down the line, or he could even slide into, you know, maybe a the guard. guard position. Yeah, yeah. I guess Isaac uh, Samalu was pretty good this year. Um, the right guard position obviously is Brandon Brooks, but he's had his own injury concerns it is never a bad idea to have strong backups on your offensive line. And if there's Matt Pryor should never play another snap again. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but you triggered the offensive line. And I, that guy is a waste of height, a waste of space, a waste of resources. And that, that position can be filled by a monkey. You can take a gorilla, just just grab something from the Philadelphia Zoo, put it in a uniform, and it would be more useful than Matt Pryor, that revolving door. Sorry, I got that out there. That's my take on him. But no, I I, I agree with that too. The later rounds have to be specifically be focused on getting the the future, right? I I think people need to realize it's it's like we gotta you gotta keep moving, right? The the show keeps moving, and um we we can't do that Philly thing where we get stuck and attached. Because um, I think that, that that just limits progress. Just like the Sixers, have we said, everyone was like in love with the process. And Sixers Twitter, you know who I'm talking about. They did not let go of the process people. And they didn't let go of this and that and the other thing. And they complained about what we're doing now. Like, that cannot happen with the Eagles. This football team, this organization, has is the only success we've felt as a city in sports. In so long, they cannot keep going through this rut but people got to give him a chance to rebuild it. I know that the, the the hate for Howie and Jeffrey Lurie and whatever it is, I know there's a lot of criticism there. Is it warranted? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. You can't keep complaining about it, right? We started this podcast and we said we wanted to give solutions. We didn't want to just, you know, give complaints just like WIP, just like every other sports podcast. We don't want to just complain. We want to give solutions. And, and that's it. You know, there's nothing you can do about it, but there's things that you can kind of, you know, look at the other side of the coin, you know, just think, I know about what it. we do like, about why it. did they make that pick? You know, what we do about it. Sell team. Sell team. We go to the Vietnam cafe in university city. That's what we do about it. That's it. Great plug. John, Don't even... three egg rolls for whoever the Eagles take in the first round. That's cool. Hey, dude, I'm do, in their DMs already. Do you get as soon as that free, pick goes in, 
do you get free egg rolls if you can get said person in the door? If I can get the person, I mean, yeah. Or if I, mean, I can Rob, get the person in the door. Rob, if you were, if, the, if we draft someone at 12 and you're able to DM them and get them to come to my restaurant, you can have as many f- fucking egg rolls as you want. You can have anything you want in the restaurant for all I care about. Can we do a live pod from there? Um, yeah, we can do whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter, but we'll go in the um, hopefully, ho- yeah, live hopefully. from the kitchen. You, know, <laughs> you can hear like the, the clinking in the background of all the dishes. That would be electric. Um, yeah, but I mean, hopefully next time we get Ben back on, we're going to probably try to reconvene um, post-draft. Quick recap think. of what we did. Hopefully, right? We did it last year. We might get John Barchard back in because we did have him last year. Um, he, yeah, it was great to talk pretty to good resource. Got a lot of good insights. Yeah, so we'll probably try to get him back on, maybe get another guest coming in. I was talking to a couple sources and trying to get them on the pod, but we'll see what happens there. They're busy. Uh, then we're going to go... I think at the end of the Sixers season, we'll do a wrap of the Sixers regular season, then prep for their playoff run, first round, second round. Then we'll have a live pod together for one of those games. Maybe maybe we'll get back on Squawker, do a live pod on that, get people in. Uh, we'll see how we go there. But I mean, overall, guys, it's it was fun, good mock draft. I think we did well. Um, hopefully, this goes in our favor. You know, um, it'll be interesting. Let's see how much we get right. We'll put it out there tonight. Um, before the recording even probably gets posted officially, but gotta gotta get the mock out there. We'll see. Hopefully, it's better than than the NBA <laughs> the NBA one. Hey, but guess what, Mike? We did get one pick right, and it was the Sixers pick. Yeah, and if we get the one pick right on this thing, and we get Devontae Smith, I'll be happy. As would I. Yep. So, um, all right, guys. Well, thank you, and we will uh, reconvene later. <laughs> <laughs>